Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus Podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana. And I'm Brooke. And this is episode 77. Today, we're going to be talking about The Walking Dead, season 10, episode 10, and the movie Joker and Netflix documentary series. Before we dive in, how are you doing today, Brooke? Doing great. Thank you. I loved that the sun was out. <gasps> it's been so nice. Yeah. yeah. I had some yard work to do because tomorrow's trash day. So I had to put all the debris in the green yes. bin and all that hard work. But yeah. it was so nice that I was able to do that and just spend some time outside mm-hmm. in my work clothes and just getting all dirty out there. It's fun. I like it. How was your day? Well... With this whole coronavirus thing, I am working remotely. Okay. And so um, I'm doing that. But but as you said, you know, being outdoors, I was able to walk my dog on my lunch hour. So Aww. that was really nice. So Aww, that's nice. I think he's really happy. I bet he is. <laughs> he's Aww. all, oh, I get to walk in the daylight. Oh, he's on my <laughs> mommy's home. Yeah, and he's all looking around at things because usually it's in the evening. And you know, he can't really see anything. Oh, so. that's so cute. So I think he was happy. He's such a good boy. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see how, how long this uh, carries on for. So uh, I'm just wishing us all well and good and we can just go back to regular life and not having to fight over toilet paper. Hello. Yeah. That was, that's been a problem. Yeah. As we all know. Yeah. <laughs> so Brooke and... You know, watching this episode and seeing everything that um, Beta uh, does and and appears in Alexandria, I was thinking about monsters and who is the scariest movie monster for you? Oh, okay. Well, if I were to date back to like like my first initial thought, it would be Freddy Krueger. I know. Yeah. Yeah. He's because, you know, like his, his movies came out, what, probably in the 90s, early 90s, maybe. I'm not even sure. But the yeah. 80s, early 90s, yeah. probably uh-huh. like 89 or something right. like that. And um, yeah, I would say that he put fear into my mind, you know, and when I look back and, you know, like he's really scary. My, yes. My kids haven't seen the original uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I think there's some remakes, but they're not... Uh, on demand for the original and so we just haven't watched them yeah um i think you know some of the kids in my house are a little too young for it because i think it would give them a nightmare like i think it would scare them and this song i i do sing right like not regularly but um i do sing it here and there one, two, Freddy's coming for oh you. Oh my gosh! Three, four, better <laughs> shut your door. Oh no! Five, six, <laughs> right? Oh, so, you're scaring me. Yeah, you're so scaring I would say me. Freddy Krueger, but I love the, you know, the '80s horror personas, Michael and Jason. So who 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 would be your? Oh gosh, it's really hard. I have to think. So I was thinking, of course. Um, Michael Myers and um, thinking Freddy Krueger because it's your dreams, right? You can't control. You want to sleep, and you know. And here he comes when you're sleeping. Five, you're so- six, <laughs> bed, a crucifix. Seven, eight, better stay up. Late. Oh my gosh! Nine, <laughs> ten, never sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm right there with you. I was trying to, you know. 
scan my brain of all the monster movies I've ever seen. And I just, right now, I, that's the only thing that stays at the front right now. So that's what I, you know. Okay. So normally I would, I would say uh, supernatural entities really scare me. Yes. Absolutely. But I don't know if that's the same category as you know, monster you need the, movies. Yeah. So well, that's why. it was like a slasher type. Right. So I'm thinking more of this type. Yeah. Because I really, it would be anything supernatural yeah. because it's so out of, it's so scary because it's out of, you know, you just can't deal with ghosts yeah. and all of that. So right. I'm, I'm taking that out of the picture. Okay. And I'm just concentrating on slasher type movies. All right. Or, and so I would agree with you with Freddy Krueger. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. That's a good pick, I think. Cool. So, friends out there, let us know what you think. Who is your scariest movie monster? You know ours. You can let us know by leaving us a comment on Twitter at in underscore screens or at our Screens and Focus Facebook page. You can also follow us on our Instagram and subscribe to our website and our YouTube channel. Okay, my friend, Diana. Yeah. I want to know what were your overall thoughts on this episode of The Walking Dead? Oh my gosh, it was pretty scary. I it was a horror episode of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. So this Halloween inspired episode was very creepy and Beta is so big and menacing and he was swinging Laura and Rosita around like rag dolls. Mm-hmm. And then the fight with Daryl and Alpha was so scary. I don't think we have ever seen Daryl so beat up and bloody like this before. And then Alpha was on her last leg too. Yeah. And also seeing walkers in Alexandria, it made me scared for our group. It is such an unsettling feeling. But even with <laughs> through all that scariness, I loved it. Yeah. This season has been so good. I know. And we're only what, two, three episodes in. Right? I know. I don't know. But I'm just like, I, I don't want it to end. You're That's so all funny. I know. I know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's so exciting. It's really good. You're well, right. because I think, oh, we just started. But then I'm like, oh, no, we only have so. I feel like we're just so limited. Right? So even though it's barely three. Yeah. But once we get to four, we're halfway through. Yeah. So, and then they're going to be like, oh, three more episodes, guys. Yeah. I'm like, oh, exactly. really? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I agree. I really like this episode a lot. And, you know, there was so much information that has happened in this episode and we get to see another tunnel that is managed by the Whispers and, you know, what is going on with Lydia and, and you know, with mm-hmm. Alpha's vulnerability yeah. and then Judith, mm-hmm. she's just a little ass kicker <laughs> and, and so much more. I just, I just loved it. Yeah. And so I want to talk about Daryl and Alpha. Oh, yeah. So I was really frightened for Daryl in this episode He is searching for a way into the cave to rescue Connie and Magna, if they're still alive after the explosion. And as he's looking, he sees the Whispers and Alpha leading walkers out of the cave, so he ducks for cover. And I was so worried he'd get caught, or the walkers would see him, but... But he didn't, so that was good. And then a little later, Daryl sees him by the water and starts to, you know, kill some whispers and slices alpha at first i wasn't sure it was her i'm like what what they're that close but then she swings back at him and cuts you know his his eye above Mm -hmm. his eye right and daryl can't see because all the blood is running down his face 
oh, that made me so scared for him because he couldn't see, you know, who was in front of him. Right. And but he manages to use a big branch uh, to hold Alpha down and demands to know where are they. But then the walkers start to surround him and then he starts swinging, even though he can't really see them. He's just swinging this branch to get them out of the way. Yeah. And at that point, Alpha stabs him in the leg with a big knife huge. oh my god it was so huge yeah i mean thank good it was just the leg i mean even though that's still horrible in itself yeah I, you know but that was a huge knife yeah so i was scared where it was going to end up right so then daryl we don't see this but he makes his way to this gas station and he's wounded and he's bleeding and alpha finds him and she starts summoning the walkers by pounding on the walls and drawing them toward the noise. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And they go toward Daryl, and he has to fight them off with a fire extinguisher. One gets on top of him, and he has to pull this big, fat knife out of his leg and stab the walker in the head. And then he starts spurting out his blood. And I'm like, no, Daryl, you cannot bleed out. Please don't. Ah." I know. He was really in bad shape. I was super scared for him. I was like, oh, my gosh. But then they both kind of were so exhausted and fatigued. And, you know, just his blood trail and the handprints everywhere. And it's just, it was bad. Yeah. Bad news, right? But then later, Lydia arrived and she settles some feelings with her mother, Alpha, which I wasn't sure if this was a dream or if she was really there. But I'm like, oh, wait, well, she has to be really there because she's been gone. So I was glad to see Lydia. And, you know, she wasn't able to kill her mother, Alpha, to set her free to become the next alpha. Yeah. That's what her mother would have wanted, but she just wasn't feeling it anymore, right? right? She's yeah. been she's no longer been a whisperer and just doesn't agree with her mother. So right. um Lydia then leaves Alpha in the warehouse and somehow she got Daryl out of there and then she takes care of him. But then when he asked her about her mother, if he she happened to kill her Um, She asked Daryl if he had the chance to kill his father, would he have? It's actually, you know, that moment, it was nice to know that Lydia knows Daryl very well. And Daryl knows Lydia pretty well, too. yeah. And so clearly they have a good relationship. And to me, it's almost like Mm father-daughter. And so I I really admired that. I I really like the support that he's been able to give to her. And protection um, as much as he possibly knew how and how he could in Alexandria. So it's nice to see them kind of back. Yeah. I love Daryl. And I know I loved seeing Lydia and her telling her mother, you never gave me what I wanted. Yeah. I just was felt very satisfying to hear that. But you know, it's funny. You said that um, she, Lydia got uh, Daryl out of there somehow. And I was thinking the same thing. I'm, when he woke up, I'm like, how did you get him here? I know. Because <laughs> he's a big old man. Not, yeah. not not that he's big or anything, but he's a man. Well, yeah. And, and so, if you have ever tried little... pulling your own body weight, like that's really hard to do. Yeah, so to so. pull your body weight and more. Yeah. So I'm not sure how she got him And out she's of kind of Maybe a she had a wheelbarrow. Maybe there's a wheelbarrow around. Yeah. Or like a golf cart. Or not a golf cart. <laughs> just a wheelbarrow. Just kidding. She's at a gas station. <laughs> a dolly. Yeah. Something, right? Something. Yeah, yeah, she had to, right? And pull him and all throughout cart the him woods away. and all cart. this debris. 
right? Yeah. Maybe it was like a lawnmower or something. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm just, I'm being goofy. (laughs) All right. Beta. Oh my gosh. Beta. Talk about Slasher, right? Oh yeah. He's he's amazing. He really, really is. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a cruel, evil villain, right? Just huge and scary. Just got these huge feet and he's just stomping around <laughs> and yeah frankenstein right he totally is with his little happy smile happy have a nice day t-shirt that he wears so funny anyway he's super loyal to alpha and he takes her orders to go back and track gamma down to bring her back alive but when we see him enter the rv which there are then two whispers inside and it looks like they're in charge you know, like they're working a toll booth or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then watching this, I was completely surprised to see that they have an underground passage connected to an abandoned looking RV posted in the middle of the field. I was just amazed. He is then guided down by another whisper underground where they light the match. And it's like, oh, so they're, this is their job. They're like working this underground transit system. Yeah. I didn't notice the other whisperer, so that's that's a well, revelation to me. I hope that was another whisperer. It I, must have been. I just did. I noticed the two on top, but I didn't realize there was another one down. The I just one didn't who lit the match. I don't even recall. Yeah, that part. and then yeah. he had a lantern, like an oil lantern, yeah. and then uh-huh. I I just didn't think that that was Beta, so I I assumed maybe by the way that the mask looked uh-huh. that it was somebody I'm else sure down was. there. I, I think I must have assumed it was yeah. him. But um, I was wondering the same thing about the two whispers, what they were doing in the RV when he walked in. Yeah. I thought they were going to get in trouble for lounging around. Yeah. Because I'm like, what are they doing just sitting there? Yeah. And I'm like, wait, this is all like, what? Yeah. Like, what is happening? Right. I didn't realize it was the gateway to their yeah, tunnel gateway perfect yeah because yeah. actually i thought it was at first i thought they were just zombies yeah or walkers and uh then they like open up yeah. the thing and i'm like oh wait <laughs> they have brains i thought they were <laughs> going to be making meth or something you know <laughs> what i mean it was an rv right <laughs> and then they said there's hilarious been, there's been breaking bad in the walking dead you know uh little easter egg so i oh, thought funny. oh this this Must tying be. in you know yeah. but no that's not what it was oh okay got it <laughs> well you know i also like the tribute to the night of the living dead and then we see beta's hand crash through that dirt in the grave in alexandria mm-hmm. and that was you know i don't know he was just on point with strategy by turning some of alexandrians by using them as like a deterrent so that he could find Gamma, which was so innovative. And totally. how in the world did they get this tunnel in the great? Like, I don't know. All that just really confused me. I just, I want to know more about the Whispers and mm-hmm. what else they have under their sleeves. Mm-hmm. Um, he was super scary when he entered that house. And then he turned off the lights when those two men were talking crap about Lydia. Yes. And beating her up. Oh, was it Lydia? I know. Th- yeah. Yeah. It was the guy that beat up Lydia. Oh. He was in the house yeah. talking to the yeah. other guy. And he was like, oh, yeah, when we got that whisper daughter or whatever, you know, she didn't have anything on us or something like that. Which was kind of ironic that they'd be talking about her at that time. And then there's Beta. Yeah. 
It was just yeah. I think they did say something like, oh, it's such a joke or yeah. something. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, my God. So, and then he just massacred that household and, and I think another household, yeah, too. he did. Right? Mm-hmm. You see him walking yeah. from like out from one house, house and then he comes into the other house and they're all like going about their business. Right. That was like scary. Right. I mean, that was so Michael Myers mm-hmm. in Halloween. Yeah. And so, because it's just going house to house slaughtering people. Mm-hmm. And even though I don't want our group hurt, this was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I wondered for a moment when he sat and waited, is he praying or summoning something? But then I realized he was waiting for them to turn into walkers to use as a weapon. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, he is scary. He is so damn scary. He's super scary. He, you know, when he gets into the uh, prison, he kills that former savior. Um, who She's now in Alexandria and her yeah. name apparently is Laura. Yes. He throws her around the jail and then her head just bleeds out. I'm like, man, just smashed her. But she was brave. She jumped on his back and tried to right fight him uh, as best honestly. she could. But I know it's like how are you going to compete with somebody like this? You have to be armed with any possible. You have to just get him in the jugular. Yeah. Well, she had the chance. But she didn't get him. She didn't push forward, and I know it's because he would have died, and that's not what you know the story goes. But yeah. I'm like, ah, just kill him. Get just him. Kill him. Mm-hmm. I know. So Gamma, she arrives at the Alexandrian gates with a message that the group is, that, you know, our group is trapped in the cave and that her nephew is the baby that the Whisperers left. Mm -hmm. So she is questioned by Father Gabriel and Rosita, but they don't trust her. You know, I, I don't blame them. And Rosita knocks her out in one punch, which I thought was very cool. Um, So she wakes up in her cell. And they question her further because they don't believe her. They said, you know, if you leave something out, that just means you're lying. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they just pressed her and she finally fesses up to killing her sister, which was another turning point for her. Right. And then later, Judith talks with Gamma through the cell window and finds out that her real name is Mary. And... You know, Judith, oh my God, I love her. She is so compassionate and I love this little girl. And if something happens to her, I'm going to be completely devastated. She's I so am. cute. I just can't even, I just adore her. I know, I love her little voice. Too. I know, but it's true. It's like, I don't feel like I see her as a little girl acting a part. I think she's an, a, a fantastic actress because I really believe her as Judith. I really believe her. I think she's really good. I love her. So Mary says that she's from Santa Monica and her, she had parents and went to school, but says she doesn't remember much else since Alpha has a way of making you forget. And then Judith says, you met the wrong person first, which I thought was the cutest thing. Um, If you met my mom and dad, you wouldn't be in that cell. You don't look like a monster to me. Aww. So revealing. She's so wise. Yeah, she is. So then Beta, at that point, finds Gamma in the cell, and she tries to explain herself about how Alpha lied to her and everybody about how things really are, but he tells her that she was already dead when she met Alpha. It just reminded me of how cult-like these whisperers are. Yeah. And that was just so 
I don't know, his mind. I mean, he's like out there with this whole thing. Like, I haven't seen Beta break from being a whisper. Like, we've seen Alpha when it comes to Lydia sometimes. Like, she weaves in a little out. Like, she'll do things because of, of Lydia. But I have never seen Beta break from who he is. Like, he's always a whisperer because he's probably that's probably why he was in that insane asylum yeah that's right that's exactly right <laughs> so he's about to take laura i mean so he's about to take gamma and that's when laura comes in and holds that weapon that we were talking about and oh, yeah, um yeah and you know she tells uh gamma slash mary to run and get help and so uh, you know, Gamma, are we going to call her Gamma or Mary? I'm a little confused at this point. Okay, so Mary runs out mm-hmm. and goes, help. <laughs> it was such I a know. weak help. Help. I know. <laughs> it's so funny. She's like, help. <laughs> and I'm like, really? She's really? Like, I don't know where I am. Yeah. Hello? <laughs> and so Judas all in here. And so then she goes in there. And so then here comes Beta looking for her. And, of course, he goes up the stairs and I was so scared for Judith and RJ. I'm like, oh, my God, they're in there. And he walks up the stairs. And I knew, I knew right then, I knew Judith was going to shoot Beta. I just had this feeling. And I was so thrilled that she did it. And I felt that it paid a tribute to Rick and Michonne for everything that they have instilled in her and everything that they have taught her and i just think she's incredibly brave that little judith so she's just awesome protecting her baby brother yes yes and so then bait is down on the ground right because she shoots him but of course we all know he's like michael myers and is probably not dead and uh judith and rj run past him and gamma runs past him and of course who grabs gamma mary's leg but you know, Beta, he knocks her down. But then Rosita comes in and starts fighting him. And I thought, oh my God, you're going to get killed. I mean, he was throwing her around. And although she is tough, again, she is a small woman. And right then when he has the upper hand, Gamma yells out and basically tells him, if you want to take me alive, then you leave her alone. So next thing we see is Beta and Gamma walking through the woods and Father Gabriel and his crew come out with their weapons and Gamma drops to the ground and Beta splits. And of course, again, Gamma is trying to explain herself and not doing a good job. I mean, she's totally looks guilty. And even though she's doing the right thing with helping our group, she has always looked so guilty. Like, I'm surprised they haven't killed her about three times already mm-hmm. from not believing her. Yeah. Well, she's vulnerable and she's not as whisperer as she needs to be to fit into that group. She had a relevation, revelation. Revelation. I, okay, so <laughs> the only reason why I get that word confused all the time now is because of the movie The Good Dinosaur. They say it wrong and then <laughs> now I always think of that movie when I say the word revelation. Relevation? Revelation. Revelation. Wait a minute. Now you're making me question myself. See what I'm saying? (laughs) Stop it! (laughs) But I think she had realized that, um, you know, once she realized that she's no longer a whisperer, it's really coming out. You know, it's really, really coming out in her and just meeting with Aaron. And she was the wrong spy. 
for the Whisperer group because she she turned. Yeah. Right? She well, went, but they thought, man, they, she killed her sister for the Whisperers I'm talking about. They thought she killed her sister right in front of us. So she is, can be trusted. Mm-hmm. But Alpha's the one that screwed up because she lied to them. Yeah. Well, who's supposed to be with Judith and RJ? I know. That's what people have been saying. I thought. Well, I know Rosita said it's time for lockdown. So I don't know if Judith is over. I mean, Rosita's overseen her because Rosita wasn't in that. Why did we see Rosita there? Down the stairs. Yeah. I don't you know. know. So maybe she was out uh, monitoring and was going to end up back there. I don't know. I don't know. That was a little confusing uh-huh. for me. Yeah. But speaking of Rosita, you know, just two days after Sadiq was killed violently, violently by Dante, we're seeing Rosita... You know, she's having nightmares of the Whispers and Baby Coco, and that's very scary. Mm -hmm. She is so traumatized by how the Whispers have impacted them. And she's really trying to do what is best for her and her baby Mm -hmm. and keeping Baby Coco safe. Eventually, we see Rosita confide in her man, Father Gabriel. And I was wondering if she was going to carry her feelings inside or will she talk about it? I was proud of her when she told Gabriel about her fears. And she stayed in Alexandria when Gabriel and the group set out mm-hmm. to find Daryl. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness, though, because, you know, she was able to put up a good fight with Beta. There are no guns, and she had to fight him with a weapon. Yeah. Um, you know, that's truly, that's super scary. She's tiny compared oh to God, him. I know. Anybody's tiny compared I to know, him. I know, yeah. <laughs> that but she's have, tiny already, so. Yeah, that must have been so scary. Um. I really want to see um, the behind the scenes of her talking about that scene. Yeah. I think that would be really That's nice to true. see her yeah. thoughts uh-huh. um, about her fight with Beta. And as a mother myself, I have a hard time leaving my babies while I go mm-hmm. to work, let alone just any long period of time. But, you know, Rosita, she ends up leaving um, to Hilltop and she mends with Gamma on their way to Hilltop in that carriage to see the doctor because she's all beat up. Right, yeah. And, you know, they introduce each other to their first names, which is really cool. So that's almost like she just gave her that respect, uh-huh. you know, because they, they battled that monster together. Yeah. Um, and Gamma put her life before others. Yeah, so she, she did. She herself. totally did, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. You know, and so that was a good way of putting yourself out there and protecting not only people in front of you, but the whole community of Alexandria. And so, you know, I I feel that Rosita was given that strength to form that trust with Mary, a.k.a. Gamma. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it was good. That was pretty good. You you know, just had me thinking, wow, that was doing a lot by putting herself, giving herself up Mm -hmm. for Rosita. She doesn't know Rosita. Yeah. So what made her do that? Yeah. She's, yeah, she probably has a lot of guilt with everything that she's carrying with her sister. Yeah. And uh, so, realizing, makes like, her wow. Pretty brave. She is pretty I just, brave. I just, a few weeks ago, pushed my sister, and she was eaten alive, and she was just vulnerable. Mm-hmm. She was just a sad person who tried to tell me that we should leave. Her sister told Gamma, yeah. let's go. They might have food or something or whatever she was like they might have stuff in yeah. their walls uh-huh. and then she was also sad about her baby right so that was hard but diana what other things did you notice in this episode well 
I noticed Father Gabriel's transition, yeah. not just during this episode. It's been coming, but it just, it was really transparent in this episode, too. Uh, you know, he's become a leader in Alexandria and pretty ruthless. The exact opposite from when we first met him. Yeah, totally. I, it's just, it, it's shocking. I think he said um, the whispers, um, they're we, they're cowards. And if we can break her, then we can break them all. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. But the way he said it, it was crazy. I was like, oh, my God, Father Gabriel. With his eye. Yeah. And then didn't he tell her that um, he spoke when she was in the in the cell? She says something like, uh, ask God if I'm telling the truth <laughs> or, or something like that. And he's all, I asked God. He told me to hang you. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, my goodness. But then he also said that, um, you know, he wanted to pull out teeth and yeah. cut off fingers to get answers. I know. From them. So, yeah, he's totally different. And then Rosita later, she throws that in his face like, oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Who's going off the deep end? Me or you? Yeah. You're the one that wants to pull people's teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I also noticed the walkers. They, it's it's quite interesting. I swear the the special effects is so good, uh, the makeup and special effects. But the walkers have grass and weeds growing out of them. It's like they're chia pets. It's right? so cool. It's like this guy. Yeah, exactly. Hi. Our our hedgehog over here, our yeah. little friend. Yeah. So and then okay, so when the walkers when um. Uh, Alpha summoned the walkers to come get Daryl. Yeah. The, two of the walkers totally come in and they go past her. But that one, I don't know if you noticed, it turns around and it leans into her. Yeah. <gasps> I was like, oh, it's really checking her out. I'm like, what's it doing? What's it smelling? Is it looking? Remember way back I said, do they smell fear? Because I wonder if fear is part of like, oh, I'm going to eat you, smell like a human in your fear. Because she's human and it it doesn't smell her. She's wearing a mask, but that's it. Yeah, she's bleeding. But she doesn't have walker guts on her. So right. what, I think it's, I think there's a fear factor in here somewhere. I think huh. that they can sense some smell. Maybe that exudes when people have fear. I don't know. And since she's not afraid, it doesn't go after her. But it really leaned into her. Yeah. And then, and then it turned away and went after Daryl. Weird. Yeah. What do you think? What did you notice? Oh, well, um, I was actually surprised that Gamma ended up having that revelation about her sister and realizing that Alpha didn't instruct her to do the bad things that she has done. It just came natural for her to think that way. And she doesn't want to live that way. I felt that she may have felt betrayed and that... She tells Beta that Alpha lied to them, right? right. Uh -huh. And so I just kept reflecting on that with Gamma because she's made all these um, changes in her life in a pretty, you know, short amount of time as far as we can see. So to be sculpted and molded and manipulated and go through this like uh, uh, washing machine full of you know just going on the spin cycle yeah i just feel really um i feel for her that this might be a difficult thing for her to process and now she's got to find um, a way to fit in to the new group maybe yeah and you know her um mission is to find her nephew right 
So I feel like that that's just really interesting to see this transition in her and her getting that second chance, possibly. We'll see when she gets to Hilltop. But, um, you know, these, these, like you said earlier, these, this, uh, season has been so good. Have you lost love for this show at all? Oh, never. No. <laughs> Why do you love this show? Come on. <laughs> I love that this show paid tribute to slasher horror films yeah. like Halloween and Night of the Living Dead. Right. It was new and exciting. And that is what I love about The Walking Dead. I... Ugh, thank you, Angela King, for the new direction we have seen in season 9 and 10. It has been so exciting and it's had these character arcs and battles and new locations. And I don't want it to end at all. Like, at all. Please don't end. <laughs> just keep going. Keep Please going. just keep going. Yeah. What about you? Why do you love the show? I was really impressed with the amount of detail in the last episode. You know, sometimes shows are hard to get loads of information in one episode. And I think the writing and directing has given the ability to unravel the story, especially in a timely manner. I look forward to the new episodes and I'm just afraid the season is going to be over before I know it. <laughs> I yes. love the preservation of the series and it has become so interestingly entertaining. It has. Yeah. Um... If you could give an award to your favorite character quote or moment, who or what would you give that award to? You know me. I always contemplate these things. I went back and forth. And um, I did write something differently. And then I changed my mind because there's so many. Yeah. But my award goes to Lydia. Awesome. I love that Lydia came back and chose her side and saved Daryl. Yeah. A parent-child relationship is so deep and strong and sometimes you know you don't see another way but Lydia did she tells her mother they are human not perfect just human and that is all I ever wanted I think Alva living and seeing that she failed is so much better than her dying at this moment mm -hmm. she couldn't corrupt or manipulate Lydia and for her to wake up and realize that Lydia saved Daryl must have been painful for her, which she so richly deserves. Mm -hmm. And that Lydia left a carving that said, your way is not the only way. It was so perfect and so satisfying. Oh, yeah. So that's who I give my award to. Cool. Brooke, who do you give your award to? What was your favorite character moment or quote? Oh, before I give you that answer, I do want to say that now that you went over the carving, which I almost forgot about, this episode also reminds me of the Terminator. Oh. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh -huh. He uh -huh. gets shot. Uh -huh. Boom. Yeah. He's down. Yeah. But then he gets back yeah. up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Boom, 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 boom. Going through. <laughs> just killing everybody. Boom, 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 boom. I like that. I and like it. And then in Terminator 2... Sarah Connor carves into the table, no fate, but what oh. we make. You're so good at remembering details from other <laughs> movies. Well, it's one of those movies I watched a hundred, a thousand times. <laughs> I've seen it a lot too, I thought, but I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's kind of cool that um, they were able to bring that into the yeah. 
That's cool. I like it. Uh-huh. Okay. So back to my favorite character quote or moment. My favorite moment was when Alpha and Daryl got into that crazy fight. Oh, yeah. You know, it was just so intense and it reminded me of other movies like The Revenant with Leonardo DiCaprio Love with that, that river fight, right? Love that yeah. I was so pumped and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Like everything that was happening with the blood in the face and the walkers yeah. you couldn't see and then Alpha and then, you know, pinning her down and her getting just. It was just like a back and forth battle, right? And yeah. it was just everybody was vulnerable, right? Like someone was going to get bit, but it didn't happen. So um, that scene just brought out so much excitement and it was terrifying. I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. But it was fun for them. It's so funny. We love being, I love crying and you love being terrified. Right? I'm like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Very so good. D- what other shows besides The Walking Dead are you watching? I, of course, I'm watching all my regular shows, but out of the new things that I'm watching, I just started watching Love is Blind on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And I think a coworker brought this up to me and I hadn't watched it, but I was watching the Today Show and they showed one of the couples that got married. Wow. And have been married for a year and a half. Oh my gosh. And I loved this couple. They were, or they are. Um, an interracial couple and they are just so stinking cute and I'm like I have to see the beginning of this I want to know how they got here I loved them I just thought they were so fantastic and I'm like I want to see this plus like I said my co-worker had mentioned this before Mm -hmm. so I started the other night and I was binge watching and I've been binge watching every night after my regular shows, so I've been staying up too late and not getting enough sleep. And I'm still <laughs> not done. But yeah, I'm totally hooked. So, and it's interesting because they quickly, uh, give in a nutshell, they date each other in pods. Uh, they date uh, multiple people in pods. And then they eventually find out who they really like. And then they can... Um, propose and they do and people accept and once they do that they finally see each other in real life and when they see each other in real life they see if the connection still stays they go to mexico for a little more extended time to get to know each other more in person then they take them to uh i don't know if i don't know if it's a i don't think it's atlanta georgia i might be thinking that because of the walking dead they take them somewhere to a actual city in town and they live basically kind of like in these little apartments or townhouses all in the same complex uh-huh and they can they get their phones back and they can talk to their family and everything and uh they see how far it goes and i haven't gotten any further than that so oh. but they'll actually i guess what actually happens next is the next thing will be the wedding because it's like it tells you how many every time you see a new episode it tells you how many days to the wedding which isn't very far off oh and um, so I haven't gotten to that part yet. But when they get to the wedding, that's when they finally decide, are they going to get married or are they not? And all I know for sure is at least this one couple gets married. So they profile multiple couples and each episode is different couples, same couples or how? Well, it kind of segues back and forth. Like in oh. the beginning when people were dating, they kind of would concentrate on maybe three of the couples and then the next one kind of three of the couples. But now it kind of is intermingling because now it's the few that have survived. Uh-huh. Right. So I say that just up on the top of my head, maybe there's five couples. Total. Yes. Okay. Oh, 
All right. I've seen the trailers this for this. So, so and uh, I like the dating shows. I watch all that reality stuff. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And so I've really, I'm really hooked right now and I'm liking it. So, cool. you know, that's where I'm at. But guess what, Brooke? What? I finally saw the Joker. <laughs> Finally, Yay. it came. My so DVD happy. came. Oh my gosh. Yay. <laughs> it just took forever. I'm so happy. So just for people that have not seen it, this movie is about a mentally ill, impoverished stand-up comedian disregarded by society whose history of abuse causes him to become a nihilistic criminal. Mm. That's from um, Wikipedia, I think. Oh, okay. What I have to say is, I want to say that Joaquin Phoenix is an incredibly talented actor and so deserving of his Oscar win. His weight loss had me cringing and I almost doubted it was real. I'm like, wait, are they, is that really how skinny he is? Mm -hmm. Because he sometimes doesn't have a shirt on. And I'm like, oh my God, the, you know, the extent he went to for this is just crazy. His portrayal was frightening to me. And I think that is why there is so much controversy. I mean, people felt it was so close to, you know, the reality with gun violence and it glorified, they felt it glorified mental illness. But me, I appreciate movies where I get to see actors portray riveting characters. And sometimes those characters are very dark, like in this movie. So while it may not be a movie for everyone, I am so glad I watched it. It was just fascinating to watch. Wasn't it good? Yeah. Yeah. Really, so. really cool. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Did your family like it? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Because cool. there was no like, ooh, there was, what, no. Yeah. Everything was good. It was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. glad. Cool. Yeah. What have you been watching? Well, I actually did a little bit of reflection on my genre and what I tend to watch. And I do tend to watch things are like, I, I do watch a lot of documentaries. Um, I watch a lot of, I would say, drama, maybe some sadness, some fear, crime, violence. Yeah, I, I yeah, watch a lot yeah, of that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. So I wanted to start off with, I have three documentaries that Okay, I just want to start off by saying you do watch a lot of animated movies, too, and cartoons, and Frozen well, 2, and all yeah. that. So you don't just watch all no. those other things. You, so I, you do have an array okay. of things. You I, do I, watch comedies yes, and all that other stuff, yes. too. But in okay. this case, yeah. these documentaries... I'm going to start off with one that's not um, as grim so the on Netflix, there are so many good documentary series, and one of them that I watched is called Cheer, and that's on Netflix. Oh. These are all on Netflix, yeah. so I won't have to I did start that. to watch that one. That was so... I loved it. I only watched a little bit of it, though. Oh, okay. Like the first episode, maybe the second one. I okay. We started watching it as a family um, on, like, Sunday morning, and we probably watched, like, two or three that day. And then after a couple weekends, because like we were just doing it Sunday mornings, and then um, it just became Gemma and I, our uh-huh. little show that we yeah. would watch. So she and I, she was homesick this week, so we finished it this week, and um, we got to see uh, them at Daytona. Uh, so basically, 
it's college or uh, community college level cheer cheerleading. Yeah. And it's not just like rah rah shish kamba. It's like there's stunts, meaning like mm-hmm. there's gymnastics and flips and back flips and front flips and you know <laughs> throwing these people up in the air and yeah. holding them. Um, and you're like having to pause it and do slow-mo. Like, how did they get up there with their bodies <laughs> like that? And people hold them. And how do you know when to catch them if they fall? Or sometimes they fall and there's nobody there. And oh, then God. they get injured. There's tons of injuries. Um, so there's medical on staff during practices at all times. Um, and so you just get to see them work their way up to their competition. And that's basically the top level of cheerleading. That's as far as it really goes. There's uh-huh. not like another level after that. There should be in the Olympics. I think that they should just keep going. Like it's amazing what these people are able to do. And uh-huh. these young people and they interview these young people and they talk about their lives and what cheer has done for them. It's just beautiful how it's been able to impact their life in a hopefully a positive way and get them on the right track. They're very young. And so I think it's definitely something, a group, an organization that um, is useful socially um, for people and um, the public as well, because there's some, like, I would say celebrity cheerleaders out there that people follow and are inspired by. So I recommend that. Um, A lot of people like that uh, show. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. I really am glad to hear that. There's a couple other episodes, uh, series that I'm, I've watched that are um, heartbreaking. Um, the one that is extremely sad, it's called The Trials of Gabriel Fernandez. I don't know how this came up on my, um, what I would tend to watch maybe for whatever reason, but I ended up watching it. I second guessed it at first. I was like, oh man, I don't know if I can do this. But I did. And it was um, an amazing story to tell. I think everybody should know at least about what happened with this poor boy. And um, Gabriel Fernandez, he was born and raised in Southern California. And he was actually killed or tortured and killed by his mom and her boyfriend at eight years old and she didn't have custody of him his whole life she only had him for eight months and so the abuse that this poor baby went through um and how the system you know failed him yes oh my god yes it definitely did because there's levels that and protocol and you think what would i do if i were um, in a social love, like, you know, with the public and community and helping people keep them safe. And you would hope that you would do as everything you could, everything to get this person safe, everything. But there's a lot of people in need and it's very, very hard. It's a very touchy subject. Mm -hmm. Um, all I can say is in order to understand somewhat of the system this is a good documentary to see Mm -hmm. it really is it's hard to watch you will cry yeah you will i didn't cry watching it i cried after you know when it's like the episode ended and then i i talked to my kids about it and you know they hold me because i'm like they see me upset and sad for this baby because i love 
people, right? Yeah. Humans. Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't, I don't, this, none of this made sense um, as to what, why this happened. But you have so much compassion for people and, right. and watching this, it's, it's just going to change you. Um, another show that I watched is called I Am a Killer. And this one is multiple episodes of different people's stories, um, of their stories of the crimes of murder that they've committed. Mm. Uh, one girl, you know, confessed that her boyfriend wanted, he had asked her to kill him. So she did. Another one was, oh, my husband beat and assaulted me in front of his friends. So I snapped. I killed. So they just interview these yeah. people, these murderers, okay. and they're on, um, they're they're in life in prison or maybe they're on death row. And you just hear their side of the story. And then you hear the side of the um, victim, the law family. enforcement. Oh, yeah. The head detective of the um, case. And then you do hear from either the family of the murderer or the family of the victims. Sometimes they don't want to talk just because it's, you right. know, yeah. exploiting their business. Mm -hmm. um, but that was really interesting to see like what goes on in the killer's mind, right. like firsthand, like, and let's just say this crime was five, 10 years ago or 20 years ago. And so the thought, so you hear their interviews then, and then you hear their interviews now, and they are different. These people have changed. It's bizarre. Mm -hmm. So I recommend that. It's so interesting. It's kind of crazy. And then the one that I'm watching now, I have the last episode tonight. It's called Pandemic, which you talked about earlier with the um, virus that is spreading in 2020. And um, so this is kind of coincidental. I'm not sure... Uh, how they were able to produce this in the timely manner that it is, where we released this ep series at the same time as a pandemic in um, mm -hmm. 2020. It's just that it's really educational and it's not scary at all. Well, I don't find it scary because yeah. it's all on science. Like this uh -huh. whole program is based on the science and how these things travel, you know, from, let's just say from the uh, top of the world to the bottom. Like you can spread a disease from the bottom to the top. And that's just how it works. We have birds that fly. So stuff is airborne. Mm -hmm. That's how it becomes. So it's really fascinating to yeah. see these people working so hard. That's their everyday job to discover and find, you know, how to contain, help come up with these, uh, vaccines it's just crazy it yeah. blows my mind i wish i loved science when i was a kid because i probably would you <laughs> know become be... a scientist yeah it's awesome <laughs> that's so that's cool. what i've been doing oh man yeah that's a lot of good awesome. documentary series on netflix it's crazy well thank you thank you for all those recommendations yeah. that's quite a few yeah so people should get out there and either watch the movies or watch netflix yeah so yeah so much to watch yep so that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and we hope something we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend we would love more members of our TV club. If you could do us a big favor and rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts, we really need your feedback. 
Yes, and we will be uploading a new episode Tuesday, March 31st. And our next show will be on The Walking Dead, Season 10, Episode 12 and 13. You can find our website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.